ஹரே கிருஷ்ணா
मना शास्त्र Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare,
बंदे रूप सनातन रघुजुगो श्री जीव गोपाल वंदे रूप सनातन रघुजुगो श्री जीव गोपाल नम ओं विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदातस्वामी नमस्ते सरस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषुन्नवादी पाश्चत्तृष्णचैतन्य प्रभु निनंद्रियद्वैतगदाधार शिवाशदिगौभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा सो द सेकंड सेशन ऑफ बृहद भागवतामृतम सेमिनार सो एज आई मेंशन दिस मॉर्निंग Brihad Bhagavatam Ritam is actually an elaborate presentation of Shrimad Bhagavatam. The essence of Shrimad Bhagavatam, the essential teachings of Shrimad Bhagavatam, has been uh, presented. And what is the ultimate conclusion? What is the ultimate understanding of Shrimad Bhagavatam? the ultimate understanding of shrimad bhagavatam is krishna is the supreme personality of godhead ete changsha kala punsha krishnastu bhagavan sayam the supreme personality of godhead has many incarnations but Bhagavatam is describing that all these incarnations are amsa or expansions and kala expansions of expansions of the supreme personality of godhead and ete changsha kala punsha Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. Uh, Shri Krishna is the original supreme personality of Godhead. Swayam Bhagavan. Brahma Samhita also makes the same point. In this respect, it's important to notice that as just as Bhagavatam is the expansion, Shrimad Bhagavatam, Brihad Bhagavatam is the expansion of Shrimad Bhagavatam. Brahma Samhita is a summary of Shrimad Bhagavatam. 
teachings of Srimad Bhagavatam has been presented in the fifth chapter of Brahma Samhita. So this point, Ete Changsha Kala Pungsha Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. Shri Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Brahma Samhita also is making the same point. Rama di Murti Shukala Niyame Natishthan Nana Vataram Akarod Bhuvaneshu Kintu Krishna Swayam Samabhavat Paramah Pumanjo Govindam Adipurusham Tamaham Bhajami Rama di Murti Shu Rama Adi Lord Sri Ramchandra and others like Bara, Nishinga, Varaha, Kurma, they are uh, Ramadi Murtishu Kala Niyame Natishtan is the expansion of the expansion. Uh, Kintu Krishna Swayam Samabhavat Paramah Pumanjo, but Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of God. Brahma Samhita in this respect is making another very beautiful point uh, through the verse Deeparchi Rebahi Dasantaram Abhupetya Deepayati Vibrito Hetu Samana Dharma. Just as one lamp lights different other lamps, Deeparchi Rebahi Dasantaram Abhupetya Deepayati. And Vibrita Hetu Samana Dharma, they all display the same quality. One lamp lights the other lamps, and when they're lit, all the lamps are giving out the same amount of light and heat. So, similarly, the expansions or incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are non different non-different, same. <clears throat> but still, Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of God. And that uh, Supreme Personality of Godhead eternally resides in Golo. Goloko Namni Nijadhamni. His original abode is Golo. Golok is being described, Chintamani Prakara Sadmasu Kalpabriksha. That place Golok is made of Chintamani, touchstone. Dhruma Bhumish Chintamani. Chintamani Prakara Sadmasu Kalpabriksha. It's a forest full of trees, but all those trees are desire trees, Kalpabrikshas. Not ordinary trees, they are all desire trees. And as I was describing, that one such desire tree Indra has in heaven. In his Nandan Kanan, Indra has this desire tree. And that gives out flowers. What's the name of those flowers? Parijata. Now, not only the desire tree can fulfill all the desires, 
But even one Parijata flower can fulfill all desires. Whatever wants, can ask the Parijata flower and he'll get it. Now, in the heavenly planet, there is one such Kalpa Vriksha. But Vrindavan is made of, it's a forest and that all the trees in that forest are Kalpa Vrikshas. Kalpa Vriksha Laksha Vritesu. Millions and millions of such Kalpa Vrikshas are there. And Surabhi Rabhipalayantam. Krishna there is tending the cows and all these cows are Surabhi cows. They are all Surabhi cows. Surabhi's daughter is here in, the, in this universe. Vashishta Muni has that cow. Surabhi's daughter is Nandini. Uh, and we can get we can consider that the ability of this cow do you all know the story of nandini and vashishta and vishamitra huh? no how many of you want to hear that story <laughs> okay vashishta muni a great sage one of the seven topmost sages, Vashishta. Vashishta Muni has this cow, Nandini. And Vishamitra, the king, at that time Vishamitra was a Kshatriya king. While hunting in the forest with his soldiers, he came to Vashishta's ashram. He was tired. Seeing him, Vashishta said, Please go take your bath and I'll arrange for some lunch for you. So Vishamitra thought in the forest what kind of lunch they'll arrange. Maybe some fruits and some roots at the most. But after taking the bath when they came, they found an elaborate dinner has been arranged. Not only him but all his entourage. Uh, all his soldiers and all his accompanying personalities. And such an arrangement that Vishamitra, although he was a king, he couldn't even imagine. He was surprised to see that. Uh, like all golden plates and golden bowls, golden glasses. Uh, and the, then when he tasted the food, he felt that he never tasted such food in his whole life. Although he was a king. Such delicious food and served in such an amazing way. It was even amazing for a king. Monarch. So Vishamitra asked, how did you make this arrangement? Is it with your mystic power that you made that arrangement? Vashishta said, no, I have a cow. And whatever I ask her, whatever I ask from her, she gives it to me. Oh, that cow made that arrangement? Yes. She, can, she doesn't only give, food, give milk, but she can arrange anything that I want. So Vishwamitra said, 
you are living in a forest you are a sadhu you are a saint uh, you are a rishi so why do you need that cow give it to me this cow has better utility for me Vashishta said look this cow is like my daughter and I can't give her away and so Vishwamitra pleaded I'll give you a thousand cows I'll give you a hundred thousand cows give me this cow Vashishta didn't agree so finally Vishwamitra became very angry see you are a saintly person why are you so, so greedy why are you so possessive you should be detached and then he ordered his soldiers now take this cow forcibly away from this person so he had many soldiers he had his whole army so they went and grabbed, got hold of Nandini and tried to take her away forcibly with tears in her eyes Nandini appealed to Vashishta look in front of your eyes they are tormenting your daughter in this way and you are not protesting Vashishta said I am a Brahmana I can't take to violence but if you want you can defend yourself Vashishta Nandini was just waiting for this order and immediately Nandini produced another army which defeated Vishamitra's army and drove them away she could not only produce milk she could not only produce delicious food with beautiful paraphernalia but she could even generate one army of soldiers uh, so this is uh, a surabhi cow Nandini is also surabhi uh, surabhi's daughter in this planet so <coughs> so this is how uh, we can see what a surabhi cow is like and Krishna is tending hundreds of thousands of cows and all those cows are each and every single cow is a surabhi cow surabhir abhipalayantam there in Vrindavan Krishna is sporting with the gopis Lakshmi Shahasrasata Sambhramasebvamanam all those gopis each and every gopi is a Lakshmi Devi Lakshmi Sahasrasata Sambhramasebhamana So this is the description of the spiritual world where Krishna resides So that Krishna uh, is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his first expansion is Balaram then Chaturbuha of Dwarka, Basudev, Sankarshan, Pradumna, and Aniruddha of Dwarka. Chaturbuha, 
then from this Sankarshan expands the Narayans of Vaikuntha. Narayan also has Chaturbhuha, Vasudev, Shankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha. And from this Sankarshan expands Mahavishnu who lies in the causal ocean uh, Karana Dukshai Vishnu. So all these detailed descriptions of the spiritual world is there in the scriptures. Especially Srimad Bhagavatam and the Satyata Puranas and different Samhitas like Garga Samhita. And also Brahma Samhita is giving the, Brahma is describing the spiritual sky and Krishna's position there. So, <clears throat> Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and to become a devotee of Krishna is the ultimate goal of life. The ultimate goal of life for a human being is to become a devotee of Krishna. And when one develops that devotion for Krishna, his life becomes successful. Athato Brahma Jigyasa. It begins with that. The spiritual inquiry, Brahma Jigyasa. So, huh? Srimad Bhagavatam is elaborately explaining that. Bhagavatam uh, describes all these different aspects gradually taking to the ultimate which is considered to be uh, Samambonam. Bhagavatam has ten symptoms. Ten symptoms. Uh, swarga Visharga creation just as I mentioned creation begins Mahavishnu lies in the causal ocean and as he breathes from his breathing comes uh, each universe when you breathe under water what happens bubbles are generated uh, so each bubble that is caused by Bra Mahavishnu's breathing is an universe and then he expands in each of these universes, Brahmanda, <coughs> as Garbhodokshai Vishnu. The inside of the, that bubble was empty. So he filled up half of that with water from his body. From his body he generated water and he filled up the half of the universe. And then he lies there on the bed of Anantashesha. From his navel comes out one lotus. And Brahma, the first created being, is situated on that lotus. So this is the initial aspect of creation. Sarga, primary creation. Then Visarga. Then Brahma takes over the responsibility to fill up this universe. Uh, so that is the secondary creation. 
स्वर्ग अत्र सर्ग विसर्ग स्थान द सिचुएशन ऑफ डिफरेंट प्लैनेटरी सिस्टम्स ईच यूनिवर्स हैज फोर्टीन प्लैनेटरी सिस्टम्स सेवन हायर एंड सेवन लोअर चतुर्दश भुवनात्मक भुवन दिस यूनिवर्स हैज फोर्टीन प्लैनेटरी सिस्टम्स एंड सो द डिस्क्रिप्शन ऑफ दैट इज देयर डिफरेंट प्लैनेटरी सिस्टम्स वी आर सिचुएटेड ऑन भूलोक अर्थ प्लैनेट then above that is bhubar loka then sarga loka bhur bhuba swa then mahar loka jana loka tapa loka satya loka and then there are seven lower planetary systems atal vital sutal तलाताल महाताल रसाताल पाताल सेवन लोअर प्लैनेटरी सिस्टम्स सो दिस डिस्क्रिप्शन इज थानम देन पोषणम हाउ द लॉर्ड इज मेंटेनिंग एवरीथिंग हैज बीन डिस्क्राइब्ड इन श्रीमद भागवत स्थानम पोषणम ऊतयो creative propensity manvantar the reign of different manus in a day of brahma there are 14 manus that come and rule over and with the appearance and a disappearance uh, with the appearance of manu comes a set of demigods devas set of maharshis so uh, they all come like this is the seventh manantwar called vaivashata manantwar the reign of vaivashata manu sana vivashan the sun god and in this uh, purandar is indra and uh, in the next one next manantwar there will be bali maharaj will become indra so this is how the set of demigods will change so very vivid descriptions are there manmantara ishanu katha the activities of lord's past times then niro muktir ashraya and nirodha cessation of material existence liberation from material world and ashraya the supreme shelter the ultimate goal is in this way has been established the shelter of the supreme personality of godhead is the ultimate purpose of shrimad bhagavatam so the same thing is being described in brahma samhita and the same thing is extensively described in brihad bhagavatam and uh, 
this morning we discussed the first chapter first chapter was earthly planet the devotees in earthly planet in this earth planet narad muni is searching for the greatest devotee the uh, recipient of krishna's mercy the great the greatest recipient of krishna's mercy he sees a brahmana uh, and he thinks that this brahmana who is worshiping the lord so wonderfully utilizing everything that he possesses he must be the greatest devotee but when he started to glorify the brahmana uh, brahmana uh, declined he said no 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 i am not a devotee i am just an ordinary person ordinary brahmana worshiping the lord is my duty therefore i am worshiping this shalagram and as far as my opulence is concerned what do you see my opulence uh, whatever little i have with that i am serving the lord but if you really want to see the greatness of a devotee then please go to this kingdom in south india and the king there is such a great devotee and he described why he is such a great devotee he is so opulent he has so much power and ability and with all that he is serving the lord in the most gorgeous way so narad muni immediately goes there and starts to glorify that king as the greatest devotee but the king was feeling very embarrassed and he said who am i just an ordinary human being you are speaking about my opulence with which i am serving the lord but what's my opulence and what is my ability short span of life a very little position but if you really want to see the service to the lord in grandeur and opulence then go to heavenly planet and see how indra is serving the lord and the lord is so merciful to indra that he has become his younger brother and indra directly receives his offerings with his own hands so immediately he became attracted to see the lord as younger brother of indra who is directly receiving the worship of indra so he goes there and he starts to so here we go ah so this is the beginning of the second chapter <clears throat> so when in when narad muni heard about the description of heavenly planet how wonderful the demigods are with their brilliant uh, effulgent bodies endless life inconceivable power and their king is indra 
so powerful, so capable, so opulent. So he uh, immediately goes there. Narad Muni has the ability uh, to travel anywhere he wants. And that also is the speed of mind. Speed of mind means Narad Muni just wants to be somewhere and he immediately transported there. What a wonderful ability. So this is how uh, the great devotees acquire uh, inconceivable mystic power. So after praising the great king, Narad Muni made his way to heaven. There in the assembly hall, he saw Lord Vishnu in all his brilliance, surrounded by hosts of demigods. He was decorated with sandalwood pulp, various beautiful ornaments and garments, and a garland made of varied flowers from desired trees, parijata flowers as I was mentioning, sitting comfortably on the back of Garuda. He was worshipped with celestial offerings. Brihaspati and other exalted sages praised his glories. Uh, Brihaspati and other sages were singing the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead present there as the son of mother Aditi Vamandev. And Siddhas, Vidyadharas, Apsaras and Gandharvas, uh, they were recited prayers uh, and in this way they are glorifying the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And the Lord also was specifying Indra, Indra, you don't have to worry about anything. You not, need not be afraid of anything. I will take care of you in all respects. From this assurance, we can also understand that when one becomes a devotee of the Lord, Lord gives him that assurance. Whether he can hear it or not, the Lord gives him that assurance. Don't worry, I will take care of you. And he assured him not to be afraid of the daitas and the Lord is there always to protect him. And <clears throat> constantly chanting the glory of the Lord, Indra described the great joy and ways of the Lord had helped him in the past. Indra in response described, oh, yes, my Lord, you have saved me in so many situations. Like one after another, I had so many calamities. So many demons have attacked me. Bali Maharaj attacked me, took over my kingdom, but you came and rescued me. Uh, you took away kingdom of Bali, from Bali and gave it back to me. You protected me from the onslaught and attacks of Vritrasura. In this way, Indra also started to describe how wonderfully Lord had 
protected him time and time again. In this way, Indra was sitting next to the Lord on his throne. And after that, uh, the Lord left that place and Indra followed him for some distance and then returned to the assembly hall where Narada greeted him. Narada Muni started to glorify Indra. Narada Muni told him, you have surely received the Supreme Lord's mercy. Because demigods like Surya, Chandra and Jama what to speak of other rulers of planets, all obey your orders. Sages like me are your subjects. Narada Muni admitted that he is a subject of Indra, he is a Devarshi, he is a sage among demigods, Devtas, and Indra is the king of the Devas. Therefore Narada Muni admitted that he is a subject. And Vedas praise you as the Lord of the universe, for you bestow the fruits of religion and irreligion. How wonderful that Lord Narayan has become your brother, younger brother, born of the same womb. Honoring the ways of civilized life, he always treats you with respect. Although he is the supreme personality of Godhead, but because by uh, mundane relationship you are his elder brother, he respect, he shows respects to you. He treats you like his elder brother. In this way, Narad Muni started to glorify Indra and uh, Indra, after receiving Narad Muni accordingly, in a very humble way, he said, My dear Narad, expert in the arts of Gandharvas, why are you making fun of me? You are telling me that I am the greatest devotee. Uh, but actually, uh, this is not true. <laughs> it sounds as if you are making fun of me. One of them uh, demigods have had the had to flee heaven in fear of the Daitas. The Daitas uh, attacked and so many times the demigods had to run away from heavenly planet. Uh, one of them, Bali, once took over my kingdom as Indra. Bali took over the heavenly planet and he became Indra. And he appointed different Daitas as Surya, Chandra, Varuna, controller of different affairs of the universe. And what was happening? All the demigods were driven away. They're hiding far in different places. So, and then seeing Indra's distressful condition Aditi performed Payavrata ceremony Payavrata Brata vow and as a result of that 
Baman Dev appeared and Baman Dev took away heavenly planet from Bali Maharaj and gave it back to him. And Indra said that that was actually not a not an honor but it was an insult for my sake the Lord had to cheat Bali Maharaj he had to tell lie to him he went to him went to Bali Maharaj and said Bali Maharaj was performing a jagya after the jagya he was distributing whatever anybody wanted and this Brahmana boy comes, a small little boy. And just seeing that boy, Bali Maharaj's heart melted. Who is this boy? And he felt that for his sake I can give everything away. And Bali Maharaj asked the Brahmana boy, so tell me my young boy what do you want he said all I want is three steps of land just three steps of land you have come to Bali who is famous for his generosity and from him you're asking just uh, three steps of land uh, about seven and a half feet land or nine feet land said yes that's sufficient that's three steps of land is good enough for one to lie down so all we need is just to lie down what is the need for anything else no no you ask for something else you ask for the land you can ask for cows you can ask for gold you can ask for anything Bali Maharaj, this Baman, I mean Sir Baman Dev said, You see, the more we want, the more we become greedy. Therefore, it is better not to ask for anything. Just be satisfied with whatever we got. Be satisfied with the bare minimum. Because once you allow yourself to get more and more, then you'll find that there is no end to it. So finally, Bali Maharaj agreed to fulfill the desire of this Brahmana boy. Bali Maharaj's guru, Shukracharya, he found, he felt something is wrong. <laughs> the Brahmanas huh, generally are greedy. Now this Brahmana boy wants just three, three steps of land. So he told Bali, don't grant him that boon. I suspect he is Hari himself, Narayan himself. He has come to deceive you. His favorite Narayan, Hari is favorable to the demigods. And he considers you to be his enemy. So in order to favor the demigods, he has come to take away your kingdom. And this is just his ploy. Uh, three steps of land. I don't want anything else. Three steps of land is good enough. Uh, what's the point in giving giving vent to greed? Because it will keep on increasing more and more. Something is wrong with this character. 
So Bali Maharaj's response was, Narayan came to me to ask for something. I am prepared to give everything to him. Because that's the ultimate goal of life. So here we can see that Narayan, the Bali Maharaj is situated in proper knowledge. Offering everything to Narayan, offering oneself to Narayan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the ultimate goal of life. So he said, I am prepared to give everything to him. No, 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 Bali, don't do that. He'll take everything away from you. You don't have anything left. So Bali said, no. If Narayan came to me asking for something, I'm prepared to give him everything to him, whatever he wants. Now, before, chant, before granting the boon, one has to do achaman, take water and sip it to cleanse his vocal channel. So, Sukracharya, uh, in order to not let Bali Maharaj do the achaman, and then grant the boon, he entered into the water pot and blocked the neck of the water pot so the water wouldn't come. So Bali Maharaj trying, what's the matter? Water is not coming out of the water pot. Pamandev said, let me see what is holding it, what is blocking the water pot. So he took a kusha grass and poked it and Sukracharya's eyes became blinded with the poking of the Lord's with Kushagras. He, with a scream he came out. That's why Sukracharya is blinded by one eye. And Bali Maharaj granted that. Three steps of land. With one step he covered all the 14 planetary systems. The next step, he covered the entire space. So much so that his toe touched the outer covering of the universe. And because his toe touched the outer covering of the universe, that covering cracked. And the water from causal ocean came down washing the feet of the Lord. Bamandev's feet was washed by that water and that is how Ganga came to this world. He asked for three steps. Now everything has been covered with just two steps. Where shall I put my third step? Bali Maharaj offered his head. So that is the devotion of Bali Maharaj. Although he is a Daitya, he is considered to be one of the greatest Mahajans. Sayambhur Narada Sambhu, Pralhada Janaka Vas, and Pralhada Janaka Bhishma. And last is Bayashaki Balir Bayam. Sukadev Goswami Bali Maharaj. 
Prahlad Maharaj, Bali Maharaj's grandfather, is another Mahara, Mahajan. So this is how the Lord deceived Bali Maharaj, took away his kingdom and he banished him to Sutala Loka. And he wanted to offer something in exchange. And the Lord said, okay, I'll become your gatekeeper. Bali Maharaj, the Lord became, Narayan became Bali Maharaj's gatekeeper in Sutala Loka. So anyway, so this is how uh, Indra was protected and, but Indra felt that it was embarrassing that the Lord had to come and for my sake he had to undergo all this deception to take the kingdom away from Bali Maharaj. And Indra admitted that we residents of heaven are tainted with faults like rivalry and jealousy. And for such acts as killing brahmanas, we get entangled in the reactions of sin. So this morning the question came up, in Sargaloka the heavenly plan is the demigods cannot, demigods are sinless. But yes, they can commit sin and as a result of that sin, they lose their right to stay in the heavenly planet. And that's what happened. Like <clears throat> Tashta, Indra killed Tashta and as a result of that, uh, he was, he had to acquire sin. Although he distributed those sins to different uh, aspects of the creation, but after all it was sin and he had to suffer. And then Indra started to lament. Don't you remember what I did? When the Lord was performing his Govardhan worship, instead of my worship, I became so envious that I tried to destroy Vrindavan. So you saying that I am the recipient of Lord's mercy, the way I act sometimes is so disgusting, so abominable, and you are saying that I am the devotee of the Lord. <clears throat> when the Lord was entreated to kill Vritra, was devouring the three worlds, the Lord responded indifferently, merely sending me on his behalf. He did not go. And here Indra admitted that he accepts my worship on the strength of our parents. On the parent, our parents' devotion actually qualifies us to receive some of his mercy. It's because of my parents, their devotion, 
devotion of Kashyapa and Aditi that the Lord uh, bestows his mercy, whatever little mercy he displays, bestows upon me. So in this way, Indra uh, started to uh, started to admit that he is not such a great devotee. Then he started to admit that real great devotee, real recipient of Lord's mercy is Brahma. And he started to describe why Brahma uh, is the greatest devotee. And he mentioned that he is, the, he is directly the son of Lord Vishnu. He came directly from the Lord's Neville. <clears throat> and the duration of his life is so great that in a day of Brahma, 14 Indras like, come and, like me come and go. In a one day of Brahma, uh, 14 Indras come, 14 Manus come and along with the Manus, as I mentioned, comes a whole entourage, Manus group uh, of demigods, Indra, Chandra, Varun, uh, the Sapt Rishis and so forth. So, <coughs> and and this is how Brahma's lifespan uh, is 1000 Chaturjuga. In 1000 Chaturjuga, 14 Indras come and go. And, and the same is the length of his night. 1000 Chaturjuga, Brahma's day, 1000 Chaturjugas, Brahma's night. In that calculation, that is, there are 365 days in a year of Brahma, and Brahma lives for Brahma lives for 100 such years. That is the span of Brahma's life. Brahma is the creator of all planets, and the rulers. He assigns them. He is the world's chief protector, the dispenser of fruits of karma, and at the onset of his night, the destroyer of the world. When Brahma falls asleep, the whole world, whole creation is destroyed. All the way up to heavenly planet, everything gets destroyed. The higher planetary systems like Maharloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka and Satyaloka are not dis destroyed but the residents of there those planets fall asleep and they again wake up when Brahma wakes up. The Mahapurusha, the thousand-headed form of the Lord is always directly visible on Brahma's planet. Uh, 
the supreme personality of godhead mahapurusha is always present in brahma's planet personally accepting the countless oblations offered him and thus always giving delight to his devotees and then interested that i can give you thousands of such other reasons why brahma is the real object of krishna's mercy so hearing that uh, narad muni wanted to go and meet brahma so when he came to satyaloka brahma's abode from a distance narad muni heard the huge sound of many great sacrifices performed unceasingly and with great devotion by the sages on brahmaloka and he saw among them the mahapurusha the supreme personality of godhead looking very much satisfied with their sacrifices and decorated with crowns and matted locks <coughs> and he was yeah, fulfilling the desires of those performers of sacrifices to enliven lotus born brahma the lord consumed all the items offered to him placing them in his thousand mouths with his thousand hands after awarding the performers of the sacrifices the benedictions the desired lord mahapurusha went to his sleeping quarters as goddess lakshmi massaged his feet and he entered into his pastimes of sleep at the lord's request brahma then instructed his sons to continue the sacrifices while he went to his own royal court to deliberate on the management of the universe the narad muni started to glorify brahma narad muni said it is you who have truly received the mercy of the lord hari <coughs> after all you are the master of all masters of the living beings of the universe and grandfather of all the worlds you alone create maintain and devour the 14 worlds you forever rule the universe and you are known as the self born so in this way narad muni uh, started to glorify brahma uh, but brahma became very upset with narad muni is narad muni is brahma's son so brahma kind of checked his anger he became angry but he controlled his anger started hearing what narad was saying and rebuked narad narad on what authority do you speak like this that i am the recipient of krishna's mercy i am not the recipient of krishna's mercy 
Haven't they constantly taught you from your childhood? Since you're a little boy, from your young age, didn't I tell you never to speak like that? Because Narad Muni considered Brahma to be the supreme. And Brahma then actually instructed Narad, no, 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 I'm not the supreme. Krishna is the supreme personality of God here. So glorify Him. Recognize Him. I am only His servant. And then Narad Muni, then Brahma started to describe that by Krishna's Maya, I become deluded so often. I think that I am the controller, I am the grandfather, I am the spiritual master of the universe, proud of my birth from Krishna's lotus navel, I think myself a great ascetic, his great worshipper, I am overwhelmed by the countless duties of universal management, <coughs> worrying about the imminent destruction of my planet, I live in terror of the all-devouring end of time, all I want from my liberation, and I want for me is liberation. For this purpose of liberation, I engage others in worshipping the Lord and also worship Him myself. Since He is the Lord of the universe, is there any place where He does not reside? And you are saying that he directly accepts my sacrifice. He accepts my sacrifice. He accepts the sacrifice offered to me to promote Vedic teachings and show special favor to the sacrifices themselves. He loves only devotion. He shows his mercy only to his devotees, never to non-devotees. Forget about, forget about my having any devotion for Him. I would be happy if only I could, if I were true, that I never offend Him. I cannot expect Him to tolerate my offenses as He does Lord Shiva's. See all the trouble that I cause for Him. I give benediction to the demons. I give the benediction to Hiranyakashipu and as a result of that Hiranyakashipu became so powerful that he started to defy the Supreme Personality of Godhead and started to torment his devotee Prahlad and then the Lord had to come himself to kill him. You call me a devotee, a devotee is a servant, he serves but here I am causing the Lord anxiety and distress and he comes uh, to take care of the situation instead of I serving him I trouble him I cause distress to him so in this way Brahma started to tell Narad that how he is not the greatest devotee and he mentioned that Lord Shiva is the real devotee so this is how we are seeing uh, how Narad Muni's approach to one devotee 
is leading to another devotee. Brahma pointed out to Lord Shiva, why Lord Shiva is, a, is, such, a div, is such a recipient of Lord's mercy? Because Lord Shiva is the friend. Krishna treats him like his friend. And, and Shiva is so attached to him that he doesn't have any external consciousness. He's completely absorbed in the service to the Lord, He's completely absorbed in glorifying the Lord, and completely absorbed in the thoughts of the Lord. Brahma also mentioned to how he actually offended the Lord by stealing his cowherd boys and the cows. He challenged him. He thought, who is this little boy? I was so proud of my position as Brahma that I failed to recognize the Lord when he was performing his pastimes in Vrindavan. Brahma saw that this little boy, just seven years old at that time, no, not even seven years old, Krishna was five years old at that time, five going to six. And he killed this terrible demon, Aghasura. Aghasura was so powerful that the, even the demigods couldn't control him, couldn't kill him. Rather, demigods, just by hearing his name, they would tremble in fear. And, uh, and that Aghasura was killed by this little boy. So who is this boy? Brahma wondered. Let me see who that boy is. And then Brahma saw that with the cowherd boys, Krishna went to the bank of Jamuna, and there he is sharing the food with them, having a picnic on the bank of Germany. And in the picnic, some of the boys, they ate the food and liked it so much. They said, Krishna, Krishna, see what my mother made for me, so delicious. And Krishna is eating that, their remnants, their juta which is considered to be considered to be impure unclean and Brahma felt that my Lord Narayan will never eat such a remnants of others and no one will ever dare to offer him and they were treating him like a in such a way Brahma was completely surprised some boy was saying so one boy gave it to Krishna, Krishna took that and he kept it on his plate. The other boy thought, let me also taste it. He's saying it's so, and Krishna was praising, oh really, it's so delicious. Your mother is a fantastic sweet maker. <laughs> and then 
One boy said, oh, let me also have the taste. He said, Krishna, Krishna, look at that bird on the tree. And when Krishna looked, he took that <laughs> sweet away from Krishna's plate. So the Brahma Singha was completely bewildered. What's happening? This cannot be Narayan, my Lord. No one will ever treat my Lord in this way. And no one will. Uh, and no, my Lord will never re reciprocate in this way, react in this way. So let me, Brahma thought, let me see who this is. So Brahma stole the cows, the calves, put him on the cave. And all of a sudden the cowherd boys saw the, all the calves are missing. So they became worried, what happened to the calves? Krishna said, don't worry, you all keep on eating. I'll go and find out, they may have gone inside the forest. Don't worry, I'll bring them back. So Krishna goes to look for the calves. He couldn't find any of the calves. And now when he came back, he found all the cowherd boys are also finished, also gone. So Brahma stole the cowherd boys also. So Krishna then realized, oh Brahma, you're trying to check me out? Okay, check me out. <laughs> so immediately expanded himself into all the cowherd boys and into all the calves. Brahma put those cowherd boys and the calves in a cave, blocked the mouth of the cave and as he turned, he found all the cows and all the cowherd boys were there, having the picnic in the same way. Brahma looked back, what happened? Then all the cowherd cows and the cowherd boys are fast asleep in the cave. Brahma put them into Yoganidra. Now he looked back again. Then he sees all these cowherd boys and all the cows are expansions of Krishna. They all are Narayan. In place of the cowherd boys and the calves, Brahma saw Narayan. So he realized his mistake. My God, what did I do? I offended my Lord. So in this way, Brahma uh, felt so guilty that I have offended my Lord and you are saying that I am the recipient of his mercy. <clears throat> and the Brahma started to describe the glory of Lord Shiva. He's so absorbed with the devotion to the Lord that he is, uh, seems that he is always intoxicated in ecstasy. In his ecstasy he looks like he is always intoxicated. He moves about like a madman. He doesn't care for anything. He doesn't even care to dress himself. He doesn't care to even uh, have a home. He lives under a tree in a crematorium. Uh, and <clears throat> on his head he carries Ganga because 
Ganga is carrying the dust from the lotus feet of the Lord. He's such a great devotee. And by the grace of the Lord, Lord Shiva and Parvati can even grant benediction, grant liberation to the living entities. And those who live in Lord Shiva's planet, they all are liberated souls. By His mercy, so many persons have become liberated and even pure devotees of Krishna. So in this way, he started to glorify Lord Shiva and he or Brahma started to tell that actually uh, the Puranas sing, Puranas uh, glorify Lord Shiva uh, and the Lord's Hari's mercy upon Lord Shiva. You surely know all of this and more. Lord Brahma said, In this way, Brahma started to glorify Lord Shiva as the greatest devotee. And then uh, Narad Muni then wanted to go and see Lord Shiva. So he goes to the abode of Lord Shiva. And in this way, he goes to the Kailash, the abode of Lord Shiva and started to glorify him. Well, actually, see, Brihad Bhagavatam Ritam is very vast. So, I'm wondering how am I going to cover it? Like, I, practically out of two sessions, I have only come to the third chapter. Now, the first part only has seven chapters. So anyway, let me quickly go through this one, uh, the third chapter. So in this way, uh, Narad Muni uh, goes to Shiva Loka, <coughs> who just finished worshipping Lord Shankarshan. And in ecstatic love, Lord Shiva was dancing and loudly singing the glories of his Lord. While his associates were playing instrumental music and shouting Jai Jai. With great affection, he praised his assistants like Nandishwar, as well as the goddess Uma, who was expertly clapping her hand. Narad Muni came closer Hoping to, touch, hoping to touch the dust of the lotus feet of Lord Shiva. But when Lord Shiva realized that Narada is about to touch his feet, he jumped out and he embraced, he forcibly embraced Narada Muni. And Shiva then stopped his playful dancing and sat down and 
With great respect, Narad Muni bowed down to Lord Shiva, the life and soul of Parvati, and chanted the six-syllable Rudra Mantra. The Narad Muni then started to glorify Lord Shiva, saying, calling him the best of the Vaishnavas. Lord Shiva has been described as uh, Vaishnavanam Jathasambhu. Of all the Vaishnavas, Lord Shiva is the greatest. But when Lord Shiva heard that, he covered his ears. He said, Narada, please don't speak like that. That's blasphemy. I'm not a devotee of the Lord. I am not the Lord of the universe, nor an object of Krishna's mercy. I am just a poor soul, always hankering for the favor of the servants of his servants. And Lord Shiva is such a great devotee that he is always glorifying other devotees. It has been described why Lord Shiva is smearing his body with the ashes. It is the ashes of the Vaishnavas that he smears in his body. When a Vaishnava dies, when his body is cremated, Lord Shiva takes that ashes and smears his body with that. He takes their bones and makes a garland. He wears that. So this is how <clears throat> Lord Shiva is always, uh, as he is saying, that he is trying to receive the mercy of the Vaishnavas. And then Narada told him, hasn't, hasn't Krishna worshipped you many times? in his various incarnations and taken from you many boons? Uh, yes, uh, Krishna sometimes uh, has worshipped Lord Shiva. Sometimes asked for boons from Lord Shiva. But hearing this, Lord Shiva could no longer maintain his gravity. Ashamed, he sprang to his feet, covered Nara's mouth with both hands and said, don't even mention that arrogance of mine. He then boldly told Narad, with surprise in his voice, just see the most incomprehensible power of the pastimes of the Supreme Lord. Is the pastimes of the Lord that he acted in this way. My Lord is so sober, he is so, such a deep and varied ocean of great qualities. Even though I have committed many kinds of offenses against him, he still does not reject me. Seeing Lord Shiva completely absorbed in transcendental taste of pure devotion to Krishna, Narad, please beyond limit, grasped Lord Shiva's feet, made him sit down again and spoke to appease him. Narad Muni said, You are so dear to Lord Achyuta. Is it possible that you could ever offend him? Though people sometimes see what they think are your offenses, 
He never, he never sees them at all. Then uh, Lord Shiva actually mentioned about how he fought against Krishna to support Vanasura and uh, how he also sided with Kashiraj when Krishna fought with him and he men admitted that I became so bewildered I failed to recognize him So <clears throat> then Lord Shiva started to tell him, actually the greatest devotee are the residents of Vaikuntha. And he started to glorify the residents of Vaikuntha. The Lord is always with them. They are the greatest devotee. They are Lord's constant companion. They reside with the Lord. They have the same form as the Lord. And they are always receiving the mercy of the Lord in such a wonderful way. Hearing that, uh, Parvati told that yes, among the residents of Vaikuntha, Lakshmi Devi is the greatest devotee. And <clears throat> Lord Shiva mentioned that the residents of Vaikuntha have Satchidananda bodies and many avail themselves of the supreme opulence of Lord Hari. They have the same opulence as Lord Hari. They have Satchidananda powers equal to his. But the residents of Vaikuntha do not like to accept such quality with the Lord. They are satisfied simply to worship the Lord with devotion. They travel freely wherever they want, protecting and promoting the cause of the Lord's devotees and the Lord's devotional service. So then, uh, <clears throat> when Parvati started to describe that Lakshmi Devi is the greatest devotee, goddess of fortune, then Narad Muni wanted to go to Vaikuntha. But then Lord Shiva stopped him. And he told Narad, Actually, Prahlad is the greatest devotee of the Lord. And he started to describe. Don't you remember that the Lord of Vaikuntha is living right now on earth in Dwarka? And Prahlad, he described 
that Prahlad Maharaj is the greatest devotee of the Lord. considered him to be the Lord's most beloved devotee but what about what more about this can I say in the presence of Gauri the close friends of goddess Lakshmi go quickly to Shutala offer Prahlad your countless blessings embrace him and tell him I embrace him again and again unfortunately that best of saintly persons will not tolerate our bowing down to him or praising him. If you want to avoid getting into trouble, do not neglect this fact. So in this way, when Narad Muni went to Lord Shiva, being directed by Brahma, Lord Shiva actually told him that he is not the greatest devotee. The greatest devotee are the residents of Vaikuntha. And among all the residents of Vaikuntha, Lakshmi Devi's position is the highest. But then, uh, Lord Shiva pointed out that the devotion of Prahlad <coughs> is even greater than the devotion of the residents of Vaikuntha. So, actually I'm trying to go a little fast not getting into elaborate descriptions uh, because if I do that then I don't think I'll be able to go anything beyond the uh, first part of Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Now Brihad Bhagavatamritam, how many of you have the copies of Brihad Bhagavatamritam which has been translated by uh, by Gopi Paranadhana Prabhu, our very dear God brother and that Brihad Bhagavatamritam has three volumes now first part is one volume and how many pages each volume has each volume has about thousand pages some even has eleven hundred pages so first part has one volume and second part has two volumes so anyway I will try to cover the first part tomorrow so that I can have two and a half sessions for the second part. Does anybody have any question? I keep some time for the questions because I've seen many devotees have many questions and this question answer sessions are very important. I, from the writing I can make out this is from Udayananda Prabhu <laughs> Hare Krishna 14 Indras and 14 Manus during one day of Brahma are there also 14 Chandras, Surjas, uh, Vayu etc during one day of Brahma then it would seem only Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva are the only ones who live for the entire lifespan of the universe so none of the demigods are eternal no the demigods in the heavenly planets are also it they live a long time only at the time of annihilation 
they go back. Uh, like annihilation also are of uh, mainly two types, uh, partial annihilation and total annihilation. Uh, there are again various, various partial annihilations also. Like for example, uh, at the end of the yugas, uh, there are annihilations and a new yuga begins. Satya Treta Dapar Kali and again Satya begins. That's a partial annihilation. Another partial annihilation is uh, at the end of Brahma's day. At Brahma's night, everything dissolves like all the way up to heavenly planet they all dissolve but uh, the upper planetary systems like Mahaloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka and Sattaloka they don't get destroyed but the sages from Mahaloka at the time of annihilation such heat is generated that uh, they cannot stay in Mahaloka so they go to Janaloka and like but and at the time of Brahma's night they fall asleep and when, the, when Brahma wakes up they also wake up and then ultimately every living entity from the universe goes uh, leaves this universe where at the end of Brahma's life then the universe dissolves. And as you asked, yes, when the, ch the cycle changes, Manu's cycle change, the whole set changes. The whole set changes. Indra, Chandra, Varun, new one, new set comes. In that respect, we can we give an example of in a factory, uh, the way shift changes and every shift has a foreman right the leader of the shift and so Manu is the foreman <laughs> like and just as in a factory different machines there one machine man goes the other machine man in a shift takes over <laughs> so different responsibilities are taken over by different personalities different demigods uh, yeah you have any question so those are 14 different spirit souls right yeah 14 different persons and they Four, yeah 14 different sets of individuals right yeah but so they don't live for the entire lifetime of Brahma they live that doesn't mean they die at that time they leave their position no, no, they remain, most of them remain in the heavenly planet. But, you know, like say for example, the shift changes, but that doesn't mean they up at the end of the shift, the machine man dies, right? So, Indra, Chandra, Parun, they continue to live. Hmm. They don't die, that's not the end of their lives. They, no, they, they remain in the heavenly planets. They just change their position. So they only work for some years. Yeah. 
Like say for example, Bali Maharaj is now there. He's in Sutalaloka. In the next Manantar, Bali Maharaj will become Indra. Yeah. Uh. So uh, the people that rise to heaven, Prabhupada says that they can for 60,000 years in the Bible, 60,000, sometimes a million years. Those are not the demigods, they're just residents of heaven. Yeah, the residents of heaven, they're living entities, they're elevated there due to their pious deeds. By acquiring pious activities, they are elevated there. But when the pious activities are finished, kshine punne marta lokang vishanti. When the pious piety is finished, then they come back to the earth planet, fall down to the earth planet. So Prabhupada says the demigods are mixed devotees, not pure devotees. Yeah. Motivated by... Mainly karma vishra bhaktis. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Hare Krishna. <clears throat> so, next question is Gita Kirti Radhika. Dear Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to you, Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much for such detailed explanation of the higher and lower planetary systems and the lifespan of Brahma. You mentioned when Brahma sleeps during his night consisting of 1000 Chaturjuga, all lower planets are destroyed and everyone in higher planets also go to sleep and wake up when Brahma wakes up. So is Bhulaka also sleeping uh, every other 1000? Chaturjugas, since uh, Bhuloka comes under uh, higher planetary systems. Yeah, like at that time, all the living entities, you know, they fall asleep. Right? Like, uh, like Bhuloka is earth planet, not only earth planet, all the way up to heavenly planet it is. Alright? This one is from Shaili. Okay. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Why did Indra distribute his sins to different aspects? You see, uh, he commits sinful activities sometimes. Like for example, he killed Vritrasura. He killed Tashta. And a Brahmana. So the result of, as a result of that, the sins affected him. But he had to become purified. Therefore, different aspects, like different personalities and different things, took those sins to free Indra of a sinful reactions. All right. Does Indra have to suffer for these sins he distributed? Yes. Sometimes, as I mentioned, Indra had to run away from heaven. He loses his position in heaven. And he suffers. 
<coughs> those who live in Lord Shiva's planet are all liberated souls. That means the ghosts are liberated. <laughs> so, good point. The ghosts and the followers of Lord Shiva, they are not the resident of Lord Shiva's planets. They all are residents of this planet. <laughs> Ujjain has many of them. <laughs> because Lord Shiva is here as Mahakaleshwar. So, Lord Shiva is so merciful that those who are, he's a hope for the hopeless. Uh, those who are absolutely hopeless, Lord Shiva is their hope. Uh, what to speak of the devotees? Uh, the devotees of the Lord are very dear to Lord Shiva. Uh, when the devotees go to when the devotees go to Mahakal temple and chant the glory of the Lord, Lord Shiva becomes very, very happy. Hare Krishna. Some more questions?